0: This is Our Point with Zach and Carmen. Good morning. Good morning. I'm sleepy this morning. I'm just going to cut to the chaste. The chaste. <laughs> I put a T at the end of that. That's how sleepy I am. Have you ever been so sleepy that you have to get to the chaste? I've actually been chased for a while. Uh um, so sleepy, mainly because um, I am behind the rest of the pop culture world, and I've started watching *Mayor of Easttown*, which is the um, um, Kate Winslet. Thank you, Kate Winslet. Um, show on HBO, which mm-hmm. which is great if you like those crime team miniseries, which there seems to be plenty of. This one is another great one. She's such a great actress, Carmen. She really is. Yes. I was like, oh, my God, you're so good. Um, (laughs) So that has me staying up till almost 11 o'clock.
1: Oh, my goodness. That's very
0: late for you. I know. I know. And I was like, oh, girl, you got to turn that TV off. It's time for bed. So that's it has me in a tizzy with my sleep schedule. What about you? What are you doing over there?
1: Um, I also went to bed kind of late and I'm just watching reruns doing, <laughs> doing nothing that I, <laughs> nothing I need to do. Oh, so
0: reruns. I love that about you.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Can't you commit do? to anything new, but I can watch the same thing until midnight. So
0: what decade or would you say that you're stuck in? Oof. Well, like. 2000 to
1: 2010 yeah yeah no that's
0: that's where we're hanging out 2010
1: to 2020 but yeah maybe 2000 (laughs) 2010
0: it's like what tv shows are you watching that were running in 2020 um that's amazing i know you and i talked about this yesterday but i feel like the podcasters are gonna are gonna love this conversation
1: they need to know about your dentist appointment.
0: They need to know about my dentist appointment. <laughs> um, you just happened to call me and took all of my story <laughs> already. So we're going to try <laughs> and recreate it. So I hate going to the dentist. I think we have talked about the dentist on the pod before. They're just miserable. And to be fair, the dentists aren't even the people that make the going to the dentist the miserable part. It's the mm-hmm. dental hygienists that Good point. are Good point. actually miserable. Um, and you and I have talked about this as well, that there are a lot of mean ones. There are a lot of mean, no fun dental hygienists. And you didn't experience that because of your mom growing up. But I did with their little, <laughs> scrapey, with their little scrapey picks. But so I finally put off going to the dentist again and went. And I love my dentist place so much because I was in and out of there in 25 minutes and that is a new record. And I don't even actually care if they skipped doing half the things that they were supposed to do, (laughs) if they did a shoddy job, because I get credit for going, I get credit for being there, but the lady, she scraped my teeth. She flushed, she polished, she I had the little dentist person come in and pick my teeth a few times and I was in and out of there. It's amazing because I grew up with, I swear, going to the dentist was a 45 minute to an hour hellhole. hole. <laughs> um, and I just don't remember if like, as a kid, I thought time took longer because I was agonizing over how miserable it was, but yes, I'm sure that's part of it. I'm sure that is part of it, but I'm. I'm that's also faster than my dentist.
1: So I I'm pretty impressed.
0: Yes. And so like if they can keep this up, then I will maybe I'll make it to my next six month appointment.
1: That's but. actually in September. So it's right. Isn't it like nowhere near six months?
0: Well, because I'm off a couple months. Oops, but <laughs> they said I don't need um. I don't need x-rays until September, Mm -hmm. but they asked if I wanted to schedule my next appointment. I said, no, (laughs) because they will just start sending you reminder emails when it gets to the six month (laughs) point. And that is easier than like setting a dentist appointment up six months in the future when you have no idea what you're doing in six months. So I think that's, a dumb idea so the fact that they will just start sending me reminder emails that i need to schedule an appointment is way more um probable that i will actually show up than if they surprise attack me with a dentist appointment that you don't know about until an hour before you're supposed to be there because that also happens (laughs) are you good at scheduling an appointment six months out and then sticking to it
1: Yes, I say, when would you like me to come back? And they're like, August. I'm like, all right, pick a day. Cause I also like I mean, you schedule your haircuts like every six weeks or four weeks or whatever. So I'm like, okay, I can't do that that day because I have a dentist appointment. I'll just do my haircut the next day. Like, no big deal. Mm,
0: I just I schedule August all 3rd, these appointments 3 p.m. at will. I don't I don't stick to the schedule.
1: Um, so I got board of the dentist conversation because i've already had it so i just pulled up the articles that we're talking about and i just pulled up the edge media one and the picture really took me by surprise
0: (laughs) oh yeah you like that one so
1: (laughs) get ready everyone
0: (laughs) well let's just do it so there is a (laughs) city council candidate in manhattan um his name is, why can I, is Zach Weiner, which, like, these things don't get, don't get worse. They get better. So, um, and the article is titled, After BDSM Video Services, Manhattan City Council Candidate Takes Ownership. So, this dude, who is 26, first off, his last name is Weiner again, like, what, why are these things? Why do they all live in New York? So silly, but he is running for a city council in Manhattan, and his campaign, uh, you know, got themselves into a tricky situation when, um, a couple of weeks ago on Twitter, somebody tweeted, My magnificent Dom friend played with Upper West Side City Council candidate Zach Weiner, and I and I'm the only one who has the footage, reads the tweet. So basically, they were being blackmailed. Um, and the footage shows Weiner being gagged, being consensually abused by a leather-bound woman who pours hot wax on him, clips his nipples with clothespins, um, and the footage was filmed at the Partheon studio in Midtown, um, which apparently is known for its high-quality BDSM dungeons. Which I love the You're
1: reporting. gonna go to a dungeon. You want it to be high quality.
0: You want it to be high quality. And I I'm curious if this is close to that NSFW club that we <laughs> talked about in a previous uh pods that blew my mind. Um but on a call with the post, Wiener confirmed that it was him in the video and said that the vintage was made about 18 months ago with a former girlfriend he met during a Halloween party in 2019. Never trust the girl you met at a Halloween party, dude. What are you doing? Um,
1: I mean, his statement, I, I was really, really impressed because um, I had seen this on Twitter.
0: Yeah. His statement said basically, whoops, I didn't want anyone to see that, but here we are. I'm not ashamed of the pretty private video circulating of me on Twitter. This was a recreational activity that I did with my friend at a time for fun. Like many young people, I have grown into a world where we have some of our most private moments have been documented online. While a few loud voices on Twitter might chastise me for the video, most people see the video for what it is, a distraction. I trust that voters will choose a city council representative based on their policies and their ability to best serve the community. Please go to my website and read about my actions to improve our neighborhood. And call me anytime to discuss and then gave his... His website address, but I'm gonna be honest with you. Uh you're not ashamed of the video. Fuck yes, you are. Fuck yes, you are. Um, don't be lying. Don't be lying to me all of a sudden. Of course you'd be. I'm just trying to think if I was running a campaign and all of a sudden they were like, Oh, um, Zach, there, um, there, um we Okay, so on Twitter, somebody, I have a video of me getting ball gagged, whipped, clothes pinned, and wax stripping on me, and it's definitely me. Um, I would quit. I would, I would, the campaign would be over. But he didn't yes... do anything
1: wrong. Like, he's the one being blackmailed and kink shamed and like.
0: I'm not saying they did anything wrong. Neither are the people that like film sex videos and they get released. I'm not, they don't, they didn't do anything wrong. They didn't break any rules, but I do think it is disqualifying. <laughs> I, I so like, sorry. I mean, I
1: feel like somebody responded like, this is no one's business. I'm more concerned about people like Matt Gates. I have no problem with what consenting adults do. And it was like, that is true. We should be more concerned about Matt Gates than... Zach Wiener,
0: we should, but I don't live in Florida. Um, so I not going to spend too much time on Matt Gates, but I I just love all of this because I mean it is true that all of us of a certain age, we're just bound for the videos and the things to to haunt us, and more power to those people that have hung on to said. Revealing image or what What not you know 20-30 years If I ever decide to run like Clearly it was memorable And you starred that shit So <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> But I don't know I think the BDSM video it, I mean this is Straight out of the TV show Billions which I know you also don't love But um, It's a show on Showtime And the guy is a district attorney and then runs to be attorney general of new york and comes i mean he has a bdsm kink and basically he gets tracked going into his dungeon where he gets like whipped and he like (laughs) keeps rubber bands on his thighs and snaps them throughout the day so he can (laughs) stay sane but he went on to to maintain his job even though he was ball gagged and and whipped but I don't know. Can you imagine you running for your state legislative race and a video comes out of you getting whipped?
1: I do think it would be different for women. Oh, uh-huh. So, um, and I do, I do think it would be embarrassing, but whether or not it's, it's personally, it's kind of like the revenge porn thing, right? Like, you didn't do anything wrong. But here's your shitty ex putting up a video of you. And again, you have no, it was something that you did consensually in a relationship. And then somebody else is like, fuck you. I don't want you to be city council member.
0: Um, I mean, I'm not saying they did anything wrong, but I do think <laughs> it is politically disqualifying. Unfortunately, maybe that'll change. I mean, I think it
1: is. I don't think it should be.
0: Sure. Um, That's all. I don't know if I want my city councilman whose name is Zach Wiener who gets bug egged to be my city. I imagine there's other great candidates that are available, but I mean. But see, that's Zach- the
1: thing. Like if you, if this hadn't come out, you wouldn't know. And so like, what don't you know about the private habits of the other candidates?
0: He looks a little creepy. I probably wouldn't have voted for him anyways, but.
1: Um, it's not how we vote for people, Zach. Sometimes it is.
0: Sometimes, (laughs) let's be honest. Sometimes you don't know enough about certain candidates. Sometimes there are many candidates that are exactly the same. And you either vote for the one that is more attractive. You vote for the one that is a woman. Like. I
1: don't just vote for the ones who are women. We have terrible women in South Dakota. That is not. If
0: you were in a primary and your candidates were the same, you would choose the women. If you're going through and you see a judge and you have done no research and you see a woman's name or a man's name which one do you vote for
1: uh i i i wouldn't I wouldn't show up if i didn't know
0: you are such no, a liar I, right now i can't even with you there is no no no, no. when you end up when you with some, do not know. when you
1: end up with somebody like our governor and i'm not talking
0: about governor's races
1: no i'm just saying like you can't just say like oh that person has a vagina we should vote for them Because it it does not do you a damn bit of good.
0: That is not what I said. I asked, like, if you see a judge race, would you have been, I know you have done this and you're just not admitting it.
1: I don't know what you're talking about. I would never do that.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, your turn.
1: Speaking of candidates. Oh, y'all. Andrew Yang will not be mayor of New York City this time yet uh so we this is from ms magazine Andrew yang may be out but basic income is in by stacy rutland so we i don't know did we talk about ranked choice voting we
0: people voted we couldn't explain it any better than anybody else probably could
1: uh so people voted in the new york city mayoral primary race um i don't know last week week before And we don't know who won yet because of the voting experiments they did. Um, However, Andrew Yang ran the numbers. Conceded he's he's not (laughs) he's not going to be mayor of New York.
0: Andrew Yang didn't run the numbers. The motherfucking votes ran the numbers and you were at the bottom.
1: So. uh, But this article just talks about the the idea of basic income Um, Andrew Yang did not come up with that idea, but he did bring, um, that to the masses and, um, Ms. Magazine talks about how the concept has been around for centuries. It's been tested in America for decades. Um, I think we've recently talked about the, um, that case study in Southern California and how that was really making a difference among those people. The, universal basic income that um, people are getting now with their kids' stimulus checks. It's pretty awesome, it's basically universal basic income for kids. It's gonna be amazing. Um, It's deep roots in the racial justice movement. So they just kind of talk about how he, it's a, a pretty commonly understood concept now because Yang got further politically than any pundit thought he would. During the 2020 race and it's not necessarily that the messenger was given this platform but he did well because of the strength of the idea and he kept getting um into the debates with their like different qualifications because um he had the yang gang and the everyday americans that that idea really resonated with them so andrew yang is out but not down i imagine I imagine he'll be back. And uh, universal basic income is also not going away.
0: I, um. <laughs> I, um. You're pretty spicy for 7.30 in the morning. Well, this is what happens. Um. I hope that this dumpster fire that is Andrew Yang never rises again. I I I think he is permanently done. I don't think he will ever get to run for anything again, which I am very excited for. Oh, I don't because because I mean he has failed spectacularly at two very high profile races. I can't think of another race that he feels entitled to that he can just waltz into and think that he is going to win um, because every time he does that, he smacks his head against the pavement. Um, I mean he's just like a one hit. He's a one note candidate over and over and over again and nobody is buying it so i mean like his mayoral race was a disaster and they spent a bunch of money um and like please don't show up on cnn like i'm like that's all i'm hoping for now is you are a two-time loser please don't show up on cnn so good luck andrew yang and with that (laughs) any more coffee so the Fourth of July is this upcoming weekend, and I know it's coming really fast. I know it's it's at we like I think we say this every 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 year. <laughs> summer's like, oh summer's already over. Yes, because the Fourth of July basically comes, you know, thir- fifteen days into summer. Since usually the first part of June is just miserable, <laughs> so we're like, oh my
1: god, summer's gone. Well, usually the first part of June is so cold.
0: Yes, and rainy.
1: But now the first part of June was so hot and you still didn't get to do anything.
0: Yeah, but I, and I am not going to be at the lake this summer because I am going to go with my sister to Cleveland, Ohio. Why wouldn't you?
1: Cleveland rocks. Cleveland Cleveland rocks.
0: (laughs) I almost did. I love Ohio. And I was like, that's (laughs) that 70s show. That's Wisconsin. I love Wisconsin. Wisconsin. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I didn't do that, Um, but I guess I did. Um, So I had to get my fireworks in last weekend. I made the trek across to Wisconsin um, because you can't have the fun, big fireworks. You can't buy them in Minnesota, um, even though all of my neighbors in the city of Minneapolis apparently feel like they can launch them in city limits. Um, But I went and bought them and there was... Not a lot of options on the shelves. The shelves are pretty sparse, pretty, bare. pretty mm. bare. And it wasn't because there were a lot of people like me that decided to clear out the store well in advance. It's apparently because there is a shortage of the fireworks, chain. Carmen. There's, there's a there's shortage
1: a... of everything.
0: I know, but I didn't think it would affect freedom. I didn't think mm. it would affect America's birthday. Um, Maybe Christine Noem took them all. <laughs> I have no idea but don't worry if there was a, a news source that was going to report on mm. difficulties that America's birthday is facing it is from our friends at Fox News with an article titled "Families stock up on fireworks for July 4th amid supply shortage by Jeanette Stembury. and so Jeanette talks about how lots of Americans are facing shortages when they go out to buy their fireworks this year um, oh no Yes, and basically it's because all of the fireworks are sitting in ports in Los Angeles and Long Beach um, mm. and they don't have drivers who are able to drive them across the country to deliver the fireworks. In another article I read earlier, basically most of where the big fireworks are actually sold is in middle of America, not on the coasts, which I guess makes sense. I guess that's you interesting. Know, you're probably not going to light a mortar shell from your apartment balcony in New York city, <laughs> nor are you probably going to do it in California where you would effectively burn your entire neighborhood down. So mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. there,
0: the fireworks are on the stuck in the coast, in the ports and the little container ships, and they have no drivers who are able to quickly enough drive them to South Dakota. So we are all facing these large fireworks shortages. I would also imagine part of that became because, Minneapolis and other big cities during the pandemic and in the following days of the George Floyd murder we had constant fireworks displays all through June, July, August. Mm-hmm. But there was a a call out in this Fox News article from um a fireworks owner, Big Fireworks, which is the one in T right in the the when you're oh. getting off of a T. Okay, yeah. That he has had, they've been packed with customers Carmen. And I, I don't doubt it. And they had lines all the way around the building outside of people trying to get in um, and they're just going to be they're going to be without fireworks. Um, big cities have had to cancel their fireworks shows because lack of supplies and um, basically the article says if you want fireworks, you better not wait till it's close till July 3rd. You better, you're already late. You're already screwed. You ain't <laughs> going to get your fireworks display. And I can't help but think of what Christy Noem would have done if Joe Biden would have been like, okay, you can have your fireworks. And then she'd been like, then she would have had no fireworks to go out and buy. Oh, that would have been so embarrassing. She would have taken that state plane straight to.
1: <laughs> she just would have been unpacking that crate, that that barge you know, all by herself.
0: Were you, a, were you a big fireworks family growing up?
1: Yes, yep yeah uh, the the community of Gary always celebrated the third of July, and right. then there was a fireworks stand right on the Minnesota border on our side mm-hmm. um, that did a big fireworks display as well.
0: So did you light them yourself though? Did you guys go as kids and buy your own fireworks and light them at your place?
1: A few. yes, but it, you know, like the little snakes and the bottle rockets mm-hmm. and and different things. We didn't have like really big displays at our house we just went to enjoy it with the other people
0: oh tight-knit community you had over there
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. not really um americana if you will
0: yeah yeah sounds pretty great Tell me, what else what else is you're reading about shootings
1: um this is the best story i i, I love it i love it so much um So the article's from the Washington Post, but you can kind of see it everywhere. Parkland parents tricked ex-NRA president into a graduation speech to empty chairs representing gun victims. It's amazing. So these people set up a fake high school, James Madison Academy, and they contacted David Keene, who's the former president of the NRA, and they're like, we would really like you to give a graduation speech to our 2021 graduating class. Um, and we would like you to come out and do a rehearsal. So like, you know, sound check, et cetera, et cetera. So they set up 3,044 white chairs and he addressed the empty group um, or the, the empty space under the pretense of a rehearsal. And they told him, like, you know, we're a conservative um, academy. The kids are conservative. Like, we want you to um, to talk about, you know, rights and you know, protecting our rights and um, the. They basically
0: said it was James Madison Academy, right?
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, like, they they put all of these little um, bits in here to just say like listen the second amendment was part of this academic years core curriculum and so they requested that he discuss background checks and the second amendment and he said that that made him uncomfortable but they were like no 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 like this this is the right audience for that so he drove from Montana to Nevada for the rehearsal and he met the Supposed school principal and the event organizer, and a man who identified himself as the board chairman. There were technicians and flying drones and a tent. And so, like, they had everything. And so, they had the high school's logo and banners. And, like, they really executed this well. And then um, they wanted to record him. you know, in case anything happened the following day during the commencement. So that's under the, that's how they had the pretense of, of recording everything. And then they were going to give him a keeper of the constitution award. And so then he goes on and he talks about James Madison, who your school was named after. And, and, you know, he talks about handguns and murder rates and, um, then the following day, they told him like, oh, sorry, the commencement was canceled because of security threats. And he tried to follow up, but no one ever like, got back to him. And they did not reimburse his travel expenses as promised. Uh, and then they, re- they what they did is they took his speech and they overlaid it with 911, like audio of 911 calls in of school shootings. And the point of the 3,044 white chairs were um, students in the class of 2021 that would not get to graduate because they were killed um, in school shootings. Amazing. Everything about it's amazing.
0: I, um, I'm not the
1: smart. I'm not smart enough to pull this off.
0: I loved that we both actually picked this article, um, mainly because I knew that we were both going to have different stances on it. Um, and. Well, I think <laughs> the dude is reprehensible and deserves to be shamed. I thought what the organizers did was absolutely disgusting. And I um, like the lengths that they went to not only the lengths that they went to like to him and purposely make sure that they got the content that they wanted on camera to be able to manipulate and use. I think pushed it over the edge to them being gross humans. And so like, if they would have like, just said it was a commencement speech and not went to the lengths of like, I want to make sure that you talk about this issue and we're going to name it James Madison. So you think that you were at a prayer gun. And then the guy said like, well, I was, I'm uncomfortable with this, but like, if that's what you want, like, okay, I will go back and add it to my speech. Like they, they purposefully like, I think they put words in his mouth that he normally probably wouldn't have given at a high school commencement speech. Right. But they very much pushed him to do that. And so I felt like the tactics they used to get the content they wanted, like to me ruined what they were trying to do, because again, I thought that they were, I mean, they're, they're, they're slimy and I don't think it actually helps their their issue or their cause at all, right? Because you need to get more NRA members on board to be able to affect gun changes or gun law changes in this country. That is just the, the reality of things. So when you do stuff like this and it gets reported and all of like the behind the scene details come out, I think it makes it. I think it makes them more sympathetic. I think it makes the NRA dude who was basically um, trapped or um, I I think he, it makes him the victim here. Right. And so all of a sudden now, (laughs) I I don't know. I just don't think it makes them the Parkland families look good um, because they went out of their way to manufacture like this video, as opposed to it happening naturally. So Well, initially I was like, oh my God, this is great. This guy showed up and there wasn't a thing. But then hearing all of the behind the scene things that they did to make sure that they got the content they wanted, it just made me feel icky. It made me feel no different than like all of those anti-choice people that go out of their way to force pro-choice people into saying dumb things on camera and making them look bad on camera. It Like I I got the same ew feeling as when I see those videos as to what our side, aka the gun, you know regulator side did. I don't know. It just it the initial like this is great took a hard for, turn for me when I read about all of the the links they went to make sure they got the content that they wanted on camera.
1: Well, and I should say I don't think it was like necessarily Parkland family. It was. The article seems like it was just one family. So I mean, it, this it wasn't like this is a stunt from like every town for gun safety, right? Like this was just.
0: No, I know, uh, but I think they're all kind of looped in together, right? So like, what one family does under the Parkland name, I think reflects poorly on all of them. Re- I mean, I agree. Like, sure. it's not part of an organ. It didn't seem like it was an organization that did this, or.
1: No. It's that, I, that I don't kid think so. that
0: Marjorie Taylor Greene yells at that was behind right. this either. But, um, and I Um, understand that they're angry and hurt and all of that things, but it just seemed, I don't know. It seemed really contrived and that it made me feel, it made me feel gross that they, like they tried this hard for it.
1: Well, we don't, we don't want you to feel bad for the NRA guy. So that's probably not what they were going for. Um, they do say at the end of the article, ironically, had the men conducted a proper background check on the school, they would have seen that the school was fake. Yeah, but I don't think people do that. Um, and they said it's not about bragging about doing this to the former president of the NRA. Um, he, well, The organizer said that it was about pushing their reps to move on with universal background checks. Yeah, I don't think this helped them at all. Um, and then the last part is really devastating because they talk about how they lost their son three months before graduation. And they know the feeling of being there and receiving the diploma without your kid being there. Um, and they said that there are a lot of people going through that same experience right now, graduation season.
0: A hundred percent. And they are right on the issue. They are very wrong on their tactics.
1: Um, well, agree to
0: disagree. Okay. Yeah. But you, you like a more confrontational
1: I aggressive
0: do. style. In really general. Like you, <laughs> and to be fair, none of it has actually worked out in your favor. Like it never actually works out in our favor when we try and do that. So um, yeah, I don't, my, I, that is not the approach that I want to take, but I I get why people enjoy it. Um, It seems like a little tit for tat, but oh, well, any, any parting thoughts?
1: Uh, I do have a book recommendation. I am finishing a book called the lazy genius way.
0: Ooh. What have we learned about ourselves?
1: We what has stuck out from, I mean, it's one of those books where basically it's stuff you already know, but it kind of gives you a little different way of thinking about things. And what it um, got me thinking about was I, I abhor routine. I feel like routines make you boring. Routines make you one of those people that can't handle the time change. And if your routine gets off, then like, you just can't like function that whole day. But if you think about routines, not as the routine itself is the end, but the routine gets you to the thing that matters most, and that's just a foundation or a ramp to get you there, Um, I was like, oh, I could think about it like that. So that way, it's really just helping you out as opposed to the end all be all.
0: Yeah, because basically all of the super successful people are like... Routine machines, right? Like yes. they are riddled with routines and that's how they provide them. I would imagine like brain space to do other things. Cause they don't have to think about.
1: Right. And she does talk about automation and how that um, does clear you up for some creative thinking. Uh, she also talks about batching your tasks from everything from loading the dishwasher to laundry, to addressing your kids, Valentine cards for the entire yeah. class
0: it um, just it reminds me of all those articles that we have read about the people that wear the same thing every day yes yes and how, and how that the same they wear the same yep. thing the same people that eat the same breakfast every single day how it really does just make their day so much easier um yep. and yeah, so yeah, it totally makes sense
1: if you're interested those types of books the lazy genius way well that's great um, my parting thought
0: is an update on America's amazing pop princess, Britney Spears. She had, you know, she had her conservatorship and I did think about doing an article about this, but I feel like I've done too many on her. So um, she spoke in court. And if you're interested, uh, there's been lots that's been written about it, but her life just seems so sad. And they talk about how she gets put on medicine without her consent. she, gets forced into doing like tours and her dad and her management company, when she said she didn't want to go on tour, basically said they would sue her and force her to go on tour. And basically she didn't have the ability to hire a lawyer herself because, you know, her dad and her conservatorship controls all of her money. So she couldn't make that decision herself. She talked about how she wanted to get her IUD out because she wanted to have kids and her dad and the conservatorship would not approve, like her getting it removed. So, anyways, it it is gross, and I don't know a single other adult that has happened to. So, if you're interested in the Britney drama, pretty wild shit came out.
1: Well, there was there were several statements from reproductive justice organizations talking about like the the fact that she isn't able to control her own reproductive fate and um, then there was a whole other wing of Twitter that was like um, welcome to the disability rights movement we're so glad you're here like this happens all of the time and just because it's happening to a celebrity right now is the first that you're hearing of it but like this this constantly happens in the disabled community and doesn't make it right no but they're just like I'm so glad you know about it now like join join us in advocating for um, people to be able to control their own destinies. It was super, super yes. interesting. Uh, my favorite part
0: of the whole thing, Brittany basically linked her life to being a sex traffic victim and forced labor and forced to work and not having control over her own body. And I, it, it was a very interesting comparison and pretty shocking. So there's that. Other party it, thought that is Carmen and I are going to take a little break for a little while. So the pod will be back when the pod is back the, sometime this fall, right? Exactly. Exactly.
1: Thank you for uh, thank you for joining us on our
0: our pod journey.
1: Our 100, po- 100 plus episode journey.
0: Yes. We'll see what the new iteration looks like when we're back.
1: And we'll miss you too.
0: <laughs> no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'll miss you.
0: Karen will miss you. All right. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Our Point. To stay up to date and for links of the articles that we discuss in this podcast, join us on Facebook and Twitter at Our Point Podcast. If you have articles that you would like us to discuss, feel free to tag us on Facebook or Twitter, or you can also email us at ourpointpodcast at gmail.com.